Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast. Today's topic, one kind thing. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome back to Manager Tools. Today's cast shares a simple technique for managers to be kind to their directs. Yep, <laughs> being kind. Many of our casts address specific problems that managers face. It's easy to forget that management is an inherently human endeavor. And when it comes to our humanity, all the technology in our modern world doesn't take the place of respect, dignity, giving, and forgiving. So despite so much of the modern focus on technology and speed and time, all us humans are still breathing at about the same rate we were 10,000 years ago, and our hearts are still beating at about the same rate. Human kindness does have a place in effective management, and today we're going to talk about how. Here we go. I think this is going to absolutely shock some folks. The fact that you actually <laughs> do have a heart. Um, yeah, please let's not start any unsubstantiated rumors. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you said a few times that the last chapter of your someday to be published book, whenever you find a publisher that you're that's willing to treat you properly, um, and I think the, the the end of that the end of the chapter or last chapter is called "Love Is the Answer." So we do know, we do know, for those of yeah. us who know something it about is. the book. It, it really is. I mean, you and I are both technical guys. We're engineers, and we, you know, we like data, and we like results. Um, but, and, and I looked for results. I, you know, I'm, we're, God, wouldn't you love to have all the data that we're interested in available at our fingertips? And yet still, the fact is, when it comes down to it, love really is the answer, um, even in management. And I know there's a bunch of people listening right now. The technical people are going, God, what are they talking about? And this is going to be a different cast. And yep, it is. Yeah. Well, I, well, I absolutely agree, but, uh, we're still probably pretty rare in recognizing it. And I mean, let alone willing to be honest about it. Let's, let's face it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some people who probably would say I can't measure love. And so, why bother kind of talking about it? But I think in, in the end, I think that's too bad. And that's part of the reason why we're doing this cast. And I, I've been thinking about this cast for probably three months and trying to get comfortable with, you know, m making sure the audience could hear it the right way. Um, we don't just believe, right? We don't just think this. We don't just hope it. We know that great managers, when they talk about their teams, Right when they, when they get interviewed after a big success, when they talk about what makes them successful, they end up talking about love. Yeah, um, you know, there's probably a lot of people right now that are just thinking like nine year olds and going ooh, uh, <laughs> and and um, I, I we'll get to how many steps we have in this whole love thing, but I, I hope people just don't refer to this in the future as the you know the nine steps to love cast or something like that. That will creep me out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and because it is such a departure for us, I, I, um, I'd love to hear feedback. I mean, we, we love getting feedback from our tens of thousands of listeners, but the fact is people's discomfort with this topic is part of the problem. Um, 
When I say that they end up, you know, great, successful leaders talk about love, what I meant was they talk about helping their teams. They talk about growing their directs, helping other people succeed, helping other people's careers, going the extra mile for someone else. Really, what we're talking about here is not love the you kind, the nine-year-old, oh my gosh, that's gushy. Uh, We're talking about platonic love or professional love, which is to put it differently. Um, and, and and look, I, I've said this before, professional love, platonic love is being willing to exert yourself or take risks on behalf of, for the benefit of somebody else. That really is love. Um, it is. And, and a lot of people are surprised when we talk about this in terms of the manager tools ethos, how we recommend things, but it's about subordination. It's It's about... It's about stepping down from your power role. Um, And that's why we don't like using the term subordinate when we talk about directs, right? That's why we call them directs because they report directly to us because subordinate would suggest that we believe managers are superior and they're not. Um, and, And we want subordination to be a behavior that makes you a better manager, a better boss, because you're willing to realize that it's not about power. It's about service. So it's basically love professionally is the willingness to put somebody else first before you. Right. Yeah. And and if, you know, those listening, if you're unwilling to, to do this or you think this is beneath you, if you think this right. isn't what being a great boss is about, then you're, you're never going to be a great boss. You could be a good boss, right? Yeah. You could be a good boss. Yeah, but you, if you're smart, if you're driven, if you've got a good bunch of guys, you could be good. Yeah, but you're not going to be great. And the great ones right. are the ones that get the most out of their team of directs. They get more than anybody else can. Right. And really, it's because their te- because the team knows a great manager will fight for them. A great manager yes. loves them in the way we're talking. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, that's interesting. You say that a great manager fights for them, and then you say a great manager loves them. Right. Those two things. Those are, to to you and I, that's interchangeable, right? Exactly, oh. But fight and love, people don't put those two words together very often. So look, you and I have talked about this before. Whenever we talk about this topic, we chuckle about it because we know how people are going to feel. And I am totally reminded of the guy telling me once that one of his mentors gave him the advice of, be selfish, put your team first. And what he meant was, if you'll serve your team, they'll do so much more work than you can do by yourself that you'll benefit enormously. And it's a form of selfishness in a manner of speaking. If you're interested in your career, the way to be selfish, the way to get yourself ahead is actually to, in a manner of speaking, I I know I've said this before on air, demote yourself, put the other person first. Right. Okay. So in true manager tools fashion, let's get to it. What are the the things we're going to talk about today? Yeah. And and this is a cast about love, but we still have parts. (laughs) The, 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 we call this the one kind thing cast, and it has four parts. And those parts are what to do, how often to do them, what not to do. And then we're going to give some examples because we suspect we've thrown people a little bit of a curveball here. Some people, some of our listeners would be a little bit of curveballs. So we want to give some examples to flesh it out a little bit. Okay. So what is one kind thing? Is this, is this another is, Oprah Winfrey it, thing or something different? <laughs> Yeah, it's book of the month. Or, yeah, um, it is absolutely as simple as it sounds. Um, we recommend that managers do at least one kind thing for one of their directs. What we mean is to extend yourself 
to, to take some action, to take some time for the other person, for your direct's benefit. Um, a, a good old fashioned example, which we won't really repeat later, um, it's somewhat dated as an example, is the manager who brings in donuts for his or her team. You spend your money and they get to eat donuts in the morning. Okay. Pastries for those of you who are not familiar with donuts, right? Um, it costs you something and somebody else gets a benefit. You do it because you care about them and you want them to have a nice little surprise in the morning. Hey, donuts. Great. Um, it is not, you don't do this to make yourself look good. You don't go around telling everybody I bought donuts for everybody. Um, it is not designed, and this is where I think we'll get some people raising their eyebrows. This is not designed to help you get better work out of your team. It is not. It's not designed to get anything in return. It's not. This is not some sneaky way to get better productivity. It is simply an act of selfless giving. It is giving. It is not a down payment on some future activity. It's just, I'm going to give to you. It's, it's not a payment at all, and it's not the start of a transaction. You know, that's a good way to put it because payments are, you know, a payment is a part of a transaction, right? I pay you for X and you give me X in return, and we valued X at however much money I've given you for. So much of, of organizational structure, so much of business is about transactions and, and value, and, and we have to have a, a, a dollar amount on the value. But this is not a value transaction. It is it is it is an expression of love. It is an expression of selflessness for the other person. Um, you're totally right. It's not the start of a transaction. You're not thinking if I do this now, they'll work harder today, and my life will be easier. Um, here are some watchwords that I think will help you when it comes to the concept of one kind thing. First of all, it feels generous to do it. Um, in other words, you're not doing it because you think you're going to get something. You're just trying to be generous to someone. It's like seeing someone who slips or falls on an icy parking lot and you stop and you help them. You don't expect them to give you anything in return. You just do it because as your mother said, it's the right thing to do. And your mother's probably right. Okay. It, it also tends to be one-to-one. In other words, it is uh, the one kind thing concept is for one of your directs. Not always, but it tends to be for one person. Donuts, obviously, for the entire team is not for one person. Okay, It is certainly not feedback, and we'll repeat that um, later. Um, feedback, folks, is about behavior, as you well know. But kindness is, is not about behavior. It's about the other person's heart. Um, and they do have one, by the way. And for those of you managers who need to check real quick, you have one too. Um, is also It also doesn't mean less work for them. We're not suggesting that you're going to do work for the other person, um, either because you do it for them or because you take something away from them. This doesn't have to be complicated. If it takes more than a few minutes um, to do it, to deliver or to prepare it, uh, you're probably overdoing it. If, it. if it becomes an operation or a process that you have to go through, you're overthinking it, you're overdoing yeah, it. Yeah, we want to keep it really simple. Simple, yeah, good, good, good word. Um, and uh, let me go further. Let me just say for the record that the purpose of one kind thing, the concept of a manager expressing one kind thing, doing one kind thing for one direct is to give. It's not to get, it's to give. Uh, just that. 
The fact is, organizational life today, the power structures that it obviously creates, there's no way you can get around it. It's just the way human beings work. They, they all tend to take away from our humanity. Um, the humanity that we feel when we sit around the table at, at holidays, at, uh, at Passover, at Easter, at Thanksgiving, um, uh, at Ramadan, whatever, when the family comes together. Um, all of the organizational existence tends to take away from humanity because we give up a little bit of our humanity to be part of a large organization. And so some of the energy we have to give to each other is taking away is taken away by the fact that we exist in an organization. Look, there's great benefit for why an organization exists. We like them. We think they're effective. They, they allow all kinds of things to happen. And there are negatives associated with them. And one of the things is it tends to take away our energy that we would tend to share with one another. Regardless of whether you or your work gets back any of the energy that you're giving creates. When you do that giving, you're going to create some positive energy. Whether you get it back or not, the organization drains energy away from people. It is the nature of organizations today. Peter Drucker says, it's my favorite Peter Drucker quote, even though most people don't consider it their favorite. Um, maybe this is because I have a part of my heart that's dark, but the only thing that evolve, the only things that evolve by themselves in an organization are disorder, friction, and malperformance. You know, that, <laughs> that's a, that's a, I mean, that's kind of a, it's pretty strong statement. It's, it's more than sad, right? Yeah. What he, it's, it's, um, but what he's saying is, look, organizations, we have to have organizations because otherwise we have just a bunch of individuals and a bunch of individuals are not going to refine oil into high test gasoline. They're not, you can't do it by yourself. So organizations give us all these great abilities but when you put an organization together, you get bureaucracy. And as Drucker says, you get disorder, friction, and malperformance. What, when, when we talk about bureaucracy, which is probably a pretty unique American sort of phrase, look, bureaucracy is normal. It's a negative outcome, but all systems have positives and negatives. Bureaucracy is a normal negative outcome that is basically associated. It's the handmaiden that comes with the benefit that you get from specialization of labor. That's really what it is. Um, Organizations exist to allow specialization of labor. And when you put a bunch of people together, you get friction. It's just the way it is. Um, if an organization is destined, as all organizational entities, all organic things are, if it's destined towards entropy, in other words, the gradual dissolution of, of itself, um, then managers are better off in introducing something designed specifically to increase the enthalpy, enthalpy being the opposite of entropy. Generally speaking, enthalpy is the heat, the energy that you put in or that exists within the organization. Managers must do something to counteract the fact that there is friction, disorder, and malperformance beyond just saying it's your job and so you should do better. Um, and really what we've discovered is, much to the chagrin of our engineer hearts, is that it means giving. The bosses that are truly great um, uh, are the ones who give. And, and, and ideally, it's non-reciprocal giving. In other words, you give without wanting anything back. You know, you and I have talked about this before, Mike, that people, there are people out there who hate Jack Welch, right? The former right, oh, CEO of GE yep. for a lot of reasons. Well, I know the guy. He's good. And when he talked to you, 
He loves you. He he wants to be, he wants to understand you. He wants to help you. He wants to help you grow. He's going to be demanding, as all great bosses are, but he really is expressing a form of love. I'll give you every tool you possibly can need to be successful. And then, by the way, when I give you all those tools, since they cost the organization money, I'm going to expect you to earn a return on, on the tools I give you. To me, being demanding is, in, in a way, a form of love. Um, it's a form of respect. So, so basically, the concept with one kind of thing is you, you must be willing to give, not knowing what you're going to get in return, simply because the organization takes away from people all the time, and you've got to do something to balance that out. And that's what managers exist to do, in part. And I'll, I'll say it again, although I have a little bit of fear of people joining this podcast halfway through and thinking they've joined science tools versus manager yeah. tools. But <laughs> what, what we're saying is that the manager must fight this tendency in organizations toward entropy or disorder by creating energy or actually injecting energy into the organization. Yep. Yeah. Because if nobody injects energy, right, cash is not energy. Cash that comes in from customers is not energy. If nobody injects energy, you're going to end up with less and less energy over time. And, and, and look, there's another way to inject energy, right? You can inject it in the form of fear. You can threaten people. But in the long run, that creates more entropy, right? People just try to distance themselves from you and from your activities. Um, but if you give without an expectation of return, that is as close as you can get to what we would call a frictionless transaction. If I'm giving to you and I don't expect anything in return and my giving is freely given, right? My giving is, is freely offered to you. That's frictionless. I'm doing it. I'm willing to do it. I don't expect anything in return. There's no loss. Whether you give me something or not, there's nothing lost. I don't expect value in return. I just believe that giving you energy, um, stepping up and saying you're important and I care about you will tend to uh, in, increase the chances that you're going to be happier and better. And uh, I believe in the long run, whether I can see it directly or not, that's better for the organization. Um, put it another way, a gift, which look, if you give something, that's a gift, right? It may not be, it may not be a present. It may not be wrapped in a bow, but it's still a gift. When you give something to someone, you give them a gift, um, a gift, a manager giving something through an act of kindness actually creates more energy than it uses up. And, and you, need, you need only go so far as to think about the number of times that someone says something almost trivial to you like, gosh, thank you so much for taking that extra effort. I really appreciate it. And you're on cloud nine for half an hour because you got, you got a pat on the back from somebody. somebody. You just thought you were doing your job and somebody just steps up and says, man, it's guys like you that make me proud to be here. And you're like, wow, I feel great. Yeah, and then they um, go share it with the rest of the organization. They tell their friends <laughs> and associates, and they go home and tell their wife and their friends, and yep. and, it, and the gift just multiplies because the person is, yep. is, is sharing the wealth, that yep. feeling of, of happiness and kindness with all their, right. their friends. I tell people one of the problems in organizations, and Mike, you know, well, I'm off script, obviously, but I'll tell you one of the things that bugs me is things that are negative, things that are bad, by definition, are more dramatic, and gossip always tends toward the more dramatic. So if two good things happen and one bad thing happens, what are the chances that the bad thing is the thing that goes around the grapevine? 100%. Yeah, right? likely. People yep. don't share the good stuff. They share the bad stuff. But... A manager who makes an effort to say, I believe I can stand in the tide, I can stand against the tide a little bit, and I'm going to do one kind thing on a regular basis, 
is going to create an environment that says, here's somebody who knows that they have to continue to invest in us in order to keep us going crazy from the fact that there's bureaucracy and so on. And look, I know we're probably getting a little bit highbrow here, a little bit too ethereal, um, but we intend to to appeal to those of you who think in the, in the in the way of karma and love and respect and dignity and we also hope to to appeal to those of you who are just pure engineers who say what's the equation and how does it work out to my benefit um but we and of course what that means is we also know that some of you really want more tactical details besides just please go out and be giving right such as how often do i do this one kind thing yeah that's a good question that's part two and the answer is once a week once a week per direct or per manager? Um, per manager, just once. Wow. <laughs> that seems a little um, uh, weak. Yeah, <laughs> once a week is weak. Okay, so I, I, I would agree with you. It probably, it sounds a little weak, but how many managers are doing this now? None, probably. I mean, if, if folks don't want to kill me for saying it. But right. real, I mean, there there might be some, but marginally it's zero, right? I mean, particularly right. when you factor agree. in the manager who perhaps does do maybe does one great thing or one kind thing, followed by then seven cruel, stupid, powerful things that then, exactly. like we talked yeah. about earlier, just overwhelm exactly. that one kind thing. Right. You totally make my point. Marginally, we're at or near zero. And so my thinking is, rather than saying every manager ought to do one kind thing for each one of the directs once a week, and then the manager says, well, I've got 19 directs. Do you want me to do 19 kind things this week? I'm sorry. I'm kind of busy. Look, it's easy. I think we ought to get to one first. How many times have you and I talked about, in terms of a timeline from zero to a billion, the big change is from zero to one. Yeah, yeah, one to exactly. two is much easier than going from zero to one, right? Uh, it's like income tax. The first time they debated it and they said, mind you, sir, I think in 1905, somebody on the floor of the U.S. Congress said, mind you, gentlemen, uh, today they want 1%, but I promise you in 50 years, they'll be asking for 2%. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I bet you most of our listeners were thinking more along the lines of one per direct per week. I, I, I yeah. That would be fairly common to think that way. Right. Why, why, is, why yeah. doesn't that work? I, I think there reasonable. are a couple of reasons why we don't recommend that. Um um, we've learned that when managers, and look, we're all plenty busy as managers, when managers start something, those behaviors that tend to get continued, when they, when they first start, if they, if they start project A and project B, the project they're more likely to continue to work on hard are the ones that they have positive associations with. Too often when you see project management, right, they've got 55 big tasks in the first six weeks, and you just know they're all going to be bummed out because in six weeks they're going to only achieve about 20 of them, and everybody's going to start getting down in the mouth about how far they're along they are. So, look, we could, we could certainly recommend one a day, but in our experience... Nobody stays at one a day after a week or two, and then they start getting down on themselves, and then that increases, decrease, it decreases their motivation to continue to do something. And, and for those of us who have been in that situation, it tends to make us less likely to be in the right, positive, giving mood when we try to do a small kindness. Yeah, we, we just want to ensure it works. Yeah. And, and when you do one a week and you've done it for a few weeks and you're enjoying it and the tone seems to be shifting amongst your team. Right. Then, then you can go to two a week. Right. And then a few months after that, if you're sticking with two a week, fine. Then go to then three. Go to three. Right? right. Yeah. But don't shoot for five to start. Get three and then get frustrated and then stop because of that frustration, which right. is what we often do, right? Yeah. We, 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 and I know when I go out to 
go go back to the gym. I go gangbusters, and then yeah, I can't do it, and then I get frustrated, and then I stop. So we're just suggesting I, start somewhere where you can be successful and start to build I, some I, habits. Right. I worked for a very analytical boss once who said, um, who was totally driven, and she said, by the mile it's a trial, by the yard it's hard, but by the inch it's a cinch. And I can remember looking at that. She had a little quote on her desk. And I thought, gee, that's cheesy. Yeah, but I can, man, I can just but, see your face looking at her. Like, <laughs> you can see you my got, face, you right? you kidding me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and she is totally right about it. You know, you and I have looked at big project plans, right? And, and we look and we go, oh, how are we going to get that done? Well, we're going to get it done one day at a time. One project, one, one task, one, one kind thing at a time. So look, and, and, and here's the way to do this. It, it works real well. Put a reminder on your calendar. What I've done, and when I did this, I'll tell you what, I'm not gonna sit, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I can measure the change in my team, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I sure felt a hell of a lot better about my job as a manager. Okay. Um, what I've actually done in the past is I actually have five reminders, one for each day of the week with a four week recurrence in Outlook. So basically week one, I get a reminder on Monday that says, hey, one kind thing. It just, the reminder just said one kind thing. And it would pop up in the middle of the day, like one o'clock in the afternoon. And the next time I ran into a direct of mine, I would look for something to do that was kind for them. The next week, it was Tuesday. And I wouldn't have a reminder on Monday, but Tuesday I'd get a reminder. And so I'd do something on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Um, not, it's not terribly sexy or cool, but it works like a charm. It totally does. Hmm. Okay, and then on the fifth week you'd get you'd be back on Monday essentially. Yeah, exactly. Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. Okay, that means that previous week I'd given one on Friday, and the next week I'd gotten one on Monday. But it's not oh, like that, people oh, are counting. That, oh, I bet that just totally demotivated the team to, to get two kind things. <laughs> yeah, with totally demotivating to have a, two kind things in a row, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So okay, so you, you rotate cr- across the days, but just once per yeah. week. That's right? not the only way, but that worked for me, right? Yeah, and then and, and so you felt better. Right, your, I'm sure your team noticed even something, even the smallest, kindest thing yeah, that you did. They do because because God, God knows don't you, you agree, probably never Mike, did Don't it you agree that we as bosses underestimate the effect we have on our directs? Oh, oh every we just think, we're just think that, we're normal. We're just normal. We're just yeah, just an average Joe, right? right. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So okay. So what about the managers who are already doing this? Um, Say they're already bringing in donuts. What yeah, do they do? A, I love the donuts one. Not that I eat donuts much anymore, but it's a good one. Look, it's easy. If you're already doing it, just add one more kind thing to, to what you're already doing. And at some point, the routine, the process of doing it is no longer perceived as kindness. Everybody knows how great that first paycheck is after a raise, right? Wow, I got a raise. And then six months later... That's just, it's not a raise anymore. It's just, that's how much I get paid. So, so when people, you know, after you've been done, doing it for a while and you're totally comfortable, it's part of the way you manage, just add another one each week. And we're not suggesting that you're going to be doing 50 a week. Um, you still have results to achieve and you still got meetings to attend and so on. Um, but if you're comfortable with it, add another one. And you may discover that you go from three to four and it's too much. And then you should just stick in that. And then you should do three. But if you ever want to know that it works, stop doing them all together. And watch your team notice the difference. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So 
Help, help us understand what it's not, though, because we have yeah. some points on that. Yeah, we talked about this a minute ago. It's definitely not feedback, right? We said this before. Okay, feedback is by definition, listen to carefully, right? What's the purpose of feedback? Encouraging effective behavior. It's about future behavior. But kindness, right? This is one kind thing. Kindness is not about behavior. It's about respect. It's about dignity. And yeah, well, I'm not ashamed to say it. It's about love. Um, it's also not public generally, just so you know, um, this is not dragging somebody in front of the team. Not everybody wants to be in the spotlight, but almost everyone is almost always ready to be treated with kindness and respect by their manager in a private moment. Okay. Now that said, it's not inherently private. It's not hush hush. You don't have to take somebody aside and whisper to them. Um, you could, you totally could be kind to someone by thanking them out loud for running a meeting for you as the team is leaving. Um, it's, let me put it this way. It's not about the place or the time. It's not, and also it's not something that is hard to make happen. Um, if it takes planning, if you're having to think two weeks in advance, it's, it's something like a birthday party or something. That's not a kindness. That's just work. <laughs> uh, and we don't, we don't want to make it an extra project. If you're doing a project plan to implement one kind thing on a three week, you know, three weeks from now, you're going to do something kind for everybody. You're overthinking it. Um, and, and lastly, let me just say, it's also not, 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 not the beginning of a quid pro quo, which, um, you know, it's not designed to get better results. Yeah, it does. We're not going to argue about that. It does. A team that is cared for, that is loved, that has shown respect, and 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 your dignity is honored every day is going to do better than the team who's who is not treated that way. But you don't do it because you want that. You do it because they're human beings, and management is inherently a human endeavor. It's about taking care of and getting the most out of other folks. Um, and you're human and all the organizational structure and bureaucracy in the world doesn't change that. Um, and, and you know what? You don't want to become inhuman and then get fired and then be embarrassed about who you were before you got fired. For that matter, you don't want to become inhuman or disrespectful or forget to understand the inherent human dignity in each person's soul and then get promoted and then go, gee, how far off track have I gotten? Um, so look, one kind of thing is designed to give voice, to allow you to say out loud, so to speak, uh, uh, talk about respect and dignity and love in the workplace. And, and maybe of all these things, most importantly, it is not delivered as one of many messages all smushed together, sandwiched between work and feedback and updates and so on. It is not something you slip in at the end of a long sentence. And oh, by the way, thanks a lot for that thing you did the other day. Right as a as a as a, a predicate clause at the end of a long sentence, um, it's not at the end of a comment. It's not an afterthought. It's oh hey by the way real quick good job last last night. Um, or, or it's not it's not something you do just to get somebody to do a big delegation for you. Right? It is. Uh, um, uh, even though I just said what it's not, that's what you asked me about. I, I let me let me describe it in the opposite way. One, a one kind thing. A manager engaging in a moment of one kind thing. Right, a random act of uh, of selfless <clears throat> selfless beauty, if you will, stands on its own. Okay, it is delivered, whether it's done or said, all by itself. Good. Okay, so so now would be a good time to ask you to give us some examples. Just take a couple, maybe out of the manager tools, one hundred and one 
kind things you can do for your directs. May we. Okay. Um, let's break them down into two different categories for those people who think that way. Kind things you can say and kindnesses or kind things you can do. Okay. And here's what I hope everybody remembers from this cast. The easiest, the most effective kindness you can show your teams. And most of us are not very good at this. I know you think you are, but when I watch you, you're not as good as you think you are. Just say thank you. That's hmm. all. So if somebody comes up to you, regardless of our admonitions, not to give feedback to your right. boss. Right. If one of your directs come up to you and share with something that you could do better, you could simply just say thank you. Yes. That, in fact, that's a beautiful one. Your direct comes up to you and takes a risk in giving you feedback. It's a great example to just stop and say, wow, thank you for doing that. I know that was a risk, and I really appreciate you taking that time to help me to improve. Yeah. Right. Even if, even if they're completely wrong in your totally mind. Wrong. <laughs> which, which totally wrong. Totally wrong. Don't judge. Because you're a boss. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? They'll be wrong a lot, and you should just be quiet and say thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we say it's easiest and most effective because, sadly, thank yous are, God, they're just... Yeah. They're just too rare these days. I mean, managers just... Don't say thank you, and they have 10,000 opportunities a day, and they don't take them. And too few managers see the value in them. I mean, right. some even say, why should I thank her? I'm paying her. I'm paying her, right? I mean, she's, yeah. she's getting a paycheck. I mean, come on now. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> well, why does she need more than a paycheck, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. And too few, few who use it do it poorly, and, they end, and the value ends up being delivered uh, almost casually or like right. offhandedly. Yeah, and it's wasted. Yeah, I think I think when people when managers say thank you, they think that they're losing power somehow, and so they sort of toss it off as if it's no big deal, rather than looking somebody dead in the eye and actually saying, "I really appreciate what you just did." Um, I totally see that casual, offhand sort of no eye contact thank you as what amounts to an almost dismissive behavior. I know I have to say thank you, so I'm going to say it, but I'm going to slide it in there. It's not going to be that big a deal. It's not, it's not heartfelt. It's, it's, it's required. It's, it's a necessity. It's, i got to check this off of my list of manager sort of things because I'm supposed to be perceived as human rather than actually acting human, right? I don't care if I act human. I just want to be perceived as human. Um, <laughs> and look, that, whether you like it or not, that's not heartfelt. Um, and if it's not heartfelt, it's not kind. And so it means very little, if, if anything. Um, a little trick I've learned, and, and this generally works in American English. I'm not sure it translates across the pond. I'm not sure it works in Australia or, or in other languages. Is that there is a notable difference between thanks and a thank you. Actually saying thank you rather than just thanks. Followed by the recipient's name. The difference between thanks and hey, thank you, Mike is notable, at least in American English, maybe not so much in other, in other countries, other, other uh, languages. Those extra syllables, the personalization, the you versus the more casual usage without it, just the thanks, um, those can really make the difference between an offhand comment and what amounts to a kind word. We've also talked about that slight pause or you know, it's, it's distinct but slight where, that you proceed a noteworthy comment with and, and the effect that can have. That dead air kind of makes people go, oh, there's a change in pace here. I'm going to pay attention. You're totally right. Yeah, exactly. The silence it demands attention. Yeah, exactly. Demands the silence attention. demands attention, yes. And when you deliver a heartfelt, kind thank you, it comes across as, hey, Mike, thank you. I know that took extra effort. 
And it's just, it's not even a heartbeat, right? It's a third of a heartbeat maybe, but boy, people notice. Um, yeah, it so, does make a difference. Yeah. yeah. So Okay, so that's one kind thing to say. Right. The others? Right. Uh, okay, just a little bit more detail though there. Thank you. I could say thank you for a document being on time to my desk. Thank you for an extra effort. Now, could I give feedback? Hey, can I give you some feedback when you bring me documents on time? Uh, it, it, I really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, that's feedback. Or you could choose not to give feedback. You could just express a kindness and say, hey, Mike. Thank you for bringing that document to me on time. Thank you for the extra effort you gave. Thank you for the positive attitude. Now, okay, folks, that's not behavior. Attitude is not behavior, but you can say thanks or thank you for an attitude because this is not feedback and it's not tied to only behavior. Um, thank you for the team spirit you showed in the meeting. Thank you for this analysis you did. Thank you for asking that tough question. Thank you for helping me prepare this briefing. Okay, good. Others? Okay. Um, uh, okay, good. You're a valuable part of this team. It sounds corny to a lot of you, but let me tell you, you hear that from your boss. He looks up, she looks up at you and says, hey, Mike, you know what? You're a valuable part of this team. Thank you. People, they'll walk out and go, hey, you can't believe what the boss just told me. <laughs> um, praise somebody in a meeting. Okay. Praise someone to your boss. Praise someone to a peer of yours or to a peer of theirs if they're a direct of yours. Um, comment about meeting their family. Admire their home. Admire their timeliness. You don't have to praise them. You can just admire it. Hey, I really admire that about you. Admire their concern for other people, for their presentation skills. Even if they did four things bad, if they did two things good, you can give them some feedback on the bad things and on the good things. And you can say, and by the way, I really admire the way you handle that one particular question. It's not feedback. But it'll still lift them up. Um, you, you, you could admire their network, their decisiveness, their accuracy in work, whatever. Yeah, and I hope folks hear it in there, but there's some some distinct disprofiling yeah. disprofiling yeah. in there. Um, you know, praising the high D's for decisiveness or yep. the high I's for their network or the high S's concern for others, the, the high C's accuracy. Exactly. Um, and you can even flip that around, right? If you were coaching me, Mike, if you were my boss, you know I'm a high D, but you see that I did a lot of work on a particular project and you happen to be much more of a perfectionist than me, right? You're much more careful about details than me. Thank, thank manager tools, listeners, please. Thank God he is, right? Um, uh, if I've done a lot of detailed work and presented you something that really shows good analysis down at a, at a nitty gritty level, you also want to say, hey, Thank you for the detailed analysis you did, because that I'm out of my comfort zone when I'm doing that. It's easy for me to be decisive. It's not as easy for me to dig down to the details. Are, are you saying you're going to do that shortly? No. <laughs> no, I'm okay. not. Okay. No. Thank God that I don't have to thank if, you or if something. I, <laughs> if, I, if I said, I'm so, so sorry I misled you in that regard. <laughs> Okay, what, what about things to do? We talked yeah. about things to say. What about doing? Right. When it comes to things to say, thank yous, admiration, respect, asking for help, those are the majority of work-related kindnesses for most beginning managers. Things to do are much more broad, right? Um, we'll just list some quick examples here. Send somebody home early. Sit down next to them and say, hey, listen, you've been doing a great job. Why don't you take the rest of the afternoon off? Folks, I'm sorry. I know y'all think you're busy, but Mike and I are busy, scary busy. And yet there are days when it's Friday and it's four o'clock and I have a margarita because Mike says, you know what? You've been working your 
tail off, just stop working for a while and relax a little bit. Go sit in the house and visit with Drake. Um, you, you can send people home two hours or three hours early on a Friday. One Friday out of 50 of the year, two hours, is not going to kill anybody. It's not going to make or break your quarterly reports for your company. Um, an extra day of vacation. How do you do that? Well, you don't actually let them clock out on vacation. You just say, don't come in tomorrow. I know we're going to get a nasty email from somebody who says, well, we actually can't do that in my company. Yes, you can. You just are afraid of the repercussions. Um, so come in, tell them to come in late in the morning, right? Um, host them from a meal for a meal. Say, look, you're just doing a great job. Can, can I buy you lunch tomorrow? Just as a way of saying, thank you for all your hard work. And, or let me put it differently. If you don't want to go to lunch with me, go to lunch with one of your peers. I'll buy lunch for the two of you. You guys can sit and have a good time and take an extra half an hour. Um, a gift card, right? Um, or a gift card for a meal or for a product at, I don't know, Best Buy or Circuit City or Burberry's or whatever. Um, donuts, <laughs> fruit in the morning. I'm sure there are some people who say, God, I keep talking about donuts. Th those were big 30 years ago, folks. I promise you. Donuts were big. Not anymore, though. Um, a professional subscription that they want and they can't afford, maybe. Um, in some places, holy Toledo, a parking space would be a godsend, right? Um, a guaranteed train departure time. Hey, listen, you've been doing such good work. Next month, my guarantee, no matter how bad the house is on fire, you're making the 520 train, period. Okay? Um, and, and we don't mean to suggest this list is exhaustive by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, no way. Yeah. It, it, think about their family. Think about their life outside of work and what you can do to reduce that stress, that tension, that balance that everybody has to deal with day to day. Yeah, and we, and we'd also love to hear what folks have have done that has worked, or what what you're thinking of doing right. or trying. I mean, that would be great. Yeah, look, I, I um, kindness is from the heart. It's from the heart of each manager. Each manager is going to express themselves differently. Um, if you try to use only our list, um, it's not coming from you as much. Not a bad place to start with what we've mentioned, but it's you should make it your own. It'll be different for different directs. Um, if you need help, go to the forums. That's why we have our forums on the website. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of activity about stuff that works and stuff that maybe not work. And that's okay. If you, if you mean well and you express a kindness and it doesn't go over well, okay, that's some feedback. You need to change that behavior next time. But that's okay. Right. I, look, I guarantee as, as silly as some people think this is, I know there's some people who are just saying, I, I can't believe I listened this far. <laughs> but for all those, there are going to be those who go out and try this and go do a couple kind things. And there's going to be all sorts of stories in the forums about the difference it made in somebody's life. Right. And that's, that's okay. Yep. Yep. Good. All right. Well, we're not asking much. You know, one kind thing or effort a week. Not per direct, but just one for everybody yeah, towards a week. Your, yeah, towards your team, somebody on your team once a week. Right. Just try it. One kind thing once a week. It's, it doesn't have to be hard work. It shouldn't be a big deal. It's not feedback. And think about things you can say and, things about, and think about things you can do that are small, that are simple, that are not big projects all in and of, in and of themselves. And that's it. Good. Okay. Quick wrap up. Do one kind thing. Once a week, we gave a whole list of things that it's not and some examples. Yep. And then an exhortation to... To go do it and share with us what you did on the web. And, and pay attention. You're, you're, many of you have been with us for a while now. You're good at not only engaging in behavior, but paying attention to the responses you get. And 
Part of life is experimenting. Part of being a professional is experimenting. Try something new. If you get better results with it, do more of it. If it bombs, stop, right? Stop poking yourself in the eye with a sharp stick. But, but if it works well, do more. Good. All right, my friend. Thanks, partner. Well, that's it, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. And I hope you found this different but interesting. We'll see you all again next week. So long.